Hey everybody, Organizing Monster over here. Uh, welcome to another episode of Union or Bust. It's a special episode, and who do we got here, Chris? How's everyone doing? Chris Lopez, your union brother on TikTok, Instagram, all the platforms. Well, we do have some special guests. Well, we got Carolina Reardon from uh, CalCare, uh, Hollywood for CalCare. Hi. And you are the founder. I am. And we also have Max Cotterill. Hey. Uh, and from CNA, California Nurses Association. So if anyone knows about universal health care, it's probably uh, the California Nurses Association. So why don't we start with you, Caroline? T- tell us a little about yourself and your organization. Yeah, hi. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah, so I am. Uh, I work in Hollywood. I've been working in uh, television production writers' rooms for about six years. I started in 2018, and um, I've been a non-union assistant, kind of, um, you know, on. TV shows uh, where jobs will go for about, you know, eight months, 10 months, and I've been kind of hopping around from job to job. And obviously there's been a pandemic and um, a strike last year. And so uh, healthcare, single payer healthcare has just been something that I've been passionate about since about, you know, Bernie's 2016 run. So, um, yeah, I, I started this group called Hollywood for CalCare um, in summer of 2022 um, after uh, just looking at the last CalCare bill that went through the legislature or almost, you know, kind of did. And uh, just wanting to start the coalition in Hollywood, getting behind the bill uh, for its reintroduction, which is coming uh, in less than a month. February 16th is when the bill is going to be introduced. So just been trying to get a groundswell of support um, across the Hollywood unions with the ultimate goal of having, you know, the big Hollywood unions, the DGA, SAG-AFTRA, the WGA, and the IATSE locals, um, we're hoping to get them to officially endorse CalCare. So that's kind of our pie-in-the-sky um, goal of our group. Well, that's yeah. awesome. So, Max, uh, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah. So uh, my name is Max. I'm a campaign lead and community organizer with the California Nurses Association. Um, we represent over 100,000 nurses uh, across the state of California. We're the largest uh, union of bedside nurses in the state. We're the also the largest uh you know, state union affiliated with National Nurses United, which is the largest uh, nurses union in the country. And uh, CalCare and uh, single payer is is one of the core animating issues of our, our union. Uh, it's very simple. You know, nurses every single day have to go to work and try to care for people under a system that makes it impossible to do that. So, um, you know, ever since National Nurses was United was fo- founded in, in 2009, and even before then, uh, CNA has, you know, placed the the fight for single-payer health care, you know, at the at the core of, of what we do. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, in the labor movement, um, you know, we support each other. We support other unions. And, and I think a lot of times we think about universal health care, you know, I think you have to care about someone you don't know. You have to care about children that don't have health care. And I think about that all the time. And I think the nurses are for it. Uh, the nurses are in there. They're in the trenches dealing with everything's going on. So, you know, it's a no brainer. And then I heard about this Yale study, uh, 450, they, I guess if we had universal health care, we'd save $450 billion a year and we'd save 70,000 lives per year. Yeah. So, you know, what, what is blocking? What, what is going on? What do you think? We have Paul, we, sometimes we have elected officials. They, um, they campaign, they use uh, universal health care as one of those carrots dangling this carrot. And then, and then all of a sudden they get into office and then it's, it's like, they don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think it, uh, you, you know, you can start with the fact that our healthcare system is a for-profit system, right? It's dominated by healthcare corporations in the insurance industry, the hospital industry, pharmaceutical industry, uh, and they make tons of money off of the way that the system is set up now. And so there is, uh, you know, just a lot of money being made and a lot of, um, you know, inertia around keeping it that way. And so I think that's, that's, a, that's a huge, huge impediment to it. And that's kind of what I'm, my goal is with Hollywood for CalCare because um, Hollywood is just about the biggest spotlight you could, you know, shine on something could come from a famous celebrity. Like as, you know, kind of ridiculous as it sounds, if we were to get some of these big lefty uh, actors like, you know, Mark Ruffalo or Susan Sarandon or um, people who are, you know, hitting the campaign trail for Bernie Sanders in 2016, 2020, um, the goal is for them to really get behind CalCare and shine a spotlight on it that is like so bright that these Democratic politicians who campaign on single payer year after year, but then when it comes time to vote for it, they come up with an excuse for why they can't. Um, you know, the idea is to get it just so um, universally supported that it's like an undeniable yes vote for them. Um, so uh, because, yeah, as we you know, we've mentioned Governor Newsom, he really explicitly campaigned on support for single payer health care. There are uh, photos of him with Bernie Sanders at California Nurse Association rallies, um, photos of him, videos of them saying, go, Gavin, go, go, Gavin, go. Like, uh, and he, you know, promised to support single payer when he got into office and he's been in office since 2018. And he has been completely like essentially completely silent on the bill. Um, so we really are trying to like, it's about forcing these people's hands because they're not going to do it unless we shame them into doing it because the campaign contributions from these pharmaceutical industries and insurance companies are really is what like drives our, their campaigns, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Do you think, yeah, and uh, our boy Gavin Newsom, we love Gavin over here. So <laughs> I voted for his recall. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out Gavin Newsom. Um, no, I think he's gotten really unpopular with labor these past mm -hmm. couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, last year alone, he vetoed two labor bills, one for um, paying unemployment benefits to yeah. striking workers, mm -hmm. uh, straight up a union bill, yep. and another one for autonomous vehicles having a driver in there. for That's a Teamsters bill, yeah. yep. and he vetoed both of them. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's like um, the, the, the boy or the, the golden boy anymore that we thought he was going right. into yeah. uh, the governorship. He's really shown his true colors of who he is. So do you think yeah. of this bill... Go, passes the house and the assembly mm -hmm. and gets to his desk you really think he'd sign it i, uh... yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah i, th I think so yeah. and you know it's it's one of those things where it's like i think you know we're gonna get what we you know are able to to, to get right and, and what i mean by that is we're, we're only gonna get what we're able to to organize for right? Mm, right and so i would hope that at you know at the point at which we have the power to get it through the legislature, that we also have the power to, yeah, hold him to to his overt promises to to pass single payer, you know, under under his term. I think like the labor movement. I think when I think about universal health care, um, a lot of times when there's labor disputes or strikes, one of the things that this fear members, am I going to lose my health care? Mm -hmm. Am I, you know, you know, there's a medications out there that people people need to survive, and mm -hmm. you take away that, you take away that worry. Yeah, and um, you know. Uh, you know, unemployment benefits for striking workers. What is that? Four hundred and fifty dollars a week. I mean, it's barely enough for food on the table. You vetoed that. Yeah. So 
Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, shout out Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Um, yeah, I actually, just to that point, like I am not a union member, but I was working as a non-union assistant in a writer's room, um, when the strike started and I lost my job. And, uh, a month later I get my notice that I'm getting kicked off my health insurance. So, I mean, it really is, it's like black and white. It's, it's a worker issue, you know, um, as, uh, our, uh, one of our goals really was to, was to harness the energy of the strikes last year, because as we've seen over the past three or four years, I mean, the 2021 IATSE strike or near strike that happened in the fall of 2021, that was a huge galvanizing moment. I was working in production. I was a line producer assistant. I don't know if you remember that, um, Instagram account, IA stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like 170,000 followers. Uh, and it was all these anonymous, submissions of uh, crew members across our industry from every department writing in and sharing their anonymous stories about the backbreaking conditions of what it means to work in Hollywood. You know, never seeing your family, (laughs) drug addiction, um, your body breaking down, your mind breaking down from how strenuous it is to work 12, 14, 16 hour days. And um, that was actually what really inspired me to get into this work because I saw um, how we are all really collectively victimized by um, the working conditions of our industry, and that ha- that's repeatable across almost every <laughs> industry in our state and in our country, but that it is possible for us all to really rally behind um, these like strike moments where there's the threat of actually finally holding our bosses accountable for things. And so um, something we did last summer during the hot strike summer with the WGA and the SAG, uh, where I got um, some funding from the California Nurses Association to uh, go out every week and just have a little stand with refreshments, Gatorade, water, bananas, um, chips. And we just passed out these flyers and we had conversations with, you know, striking union, non-union members about CalCare and just had so many conversations where you would hear people be like, I have one set of doctors for when I make my hours in the year and then one set of doctors when I don't. It's like this issue touches every single union member, especially in Hollywood, because it's just so uncertain. You know, we're seeing corporate mergers happening like every six months. Some new streaming service is like completely falling apart. Thousands of people are losing their jobs. It's just such a uh, tenuous market, like everything is in America. You know, it's it's also unstable by design, it feels like um, a lot of times. So, yeah, it's just this idea that um, healthcare is, uh, people say in the WJ in particular, that's like the number one thing they like about being a union member is like, it should not be your health insurance. It should be all the benefits it has to your creative, you know, life and your, and your work and working with other people in your profession, but instead it's health insurance. It's, it's just a, it's an issue that touches everybody's lives and especially workers' lives. It's yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely weird that healthcare is attached to employment. Mm -hmm. Like that's a weird thing. Like why, why would healthcare be attached to employment? Yeah. Uh, All the other industrialized countries in the world have universal or some form of universal health care yeah. and they can and they're able to afford it mm-hmm. we're the fifth largest economy here in california yeah mm-hmm. right we have a super majority in the house at, at, by yep. super majority i mean dems yeah the house mm-hmm. the governor and we still can't pass it mm-hmm. yeah um but i think it's kind of like the thing that we just talked about earlier with gavin newsom and um People that fund these campaigns and relationships. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but there are some unions that are against something like this. Mm-hmm. 
And I, they've told me like, oh yeah, one that sounds great and all in theory, but um, like maybe then what would we tell workers when we're organizing them if they already got health care? Yeah. Like that's something that they dangle for these workers too. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then I tell this person like, they shouldn't be that way. Mm -hmm. uh, we brag about labor be bringing the eight hour workday, overtime pay, mm -hmm. child labor laws, uh, social security benefits. Why can't we add another notch to our belt, which would be universal health care? Yeah. And then that's it. We just, because most of America, most workers are not in a union. Mm -hmm. So most workers do not have health care. Yeah. Even if you're in the union, you don't have health care. Like you mentioned earlier, yeah. Hollywood unions, those members. Mm -hmm. I, I, um, talking to the president here from SAG, mm -hmm. the SAG chapter in San Diego, mm -hmm. he told me a lot of the actors don't have health care. They don't qualify for health care. 87% don't qualify. Exactly. Yeah. Not all of them make that kind of money. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, let's just say, yeah. mm -hmm. I know that he's a big star, but not all of them make that kind of money. The minimum is $26,000 a year. So that And they means, don't make that. Yeah. So that just shows how difficult it is to make a career in this industry. And yeah. Mm -hmm. To get your human rights met by your job, which is just, yeah. I know, like in unions, we always support each other. You know, I've I've been marching with if the nurses are on strike mm -hmm. or or you know another we we support each other. I might not know them, mm -hmm. um, except like Nurse Maggie. Uh -huh. <laughs> I always says big shout out. I see her on Instagram <laughs> and my pure olives. Um, I would do shout outs. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but what I was gonna say, it's it you know we're caring about people we don't know. Mm -hmm. We might not know their children but you know we're there we're supporting each other and i think the labor movement with that kind of message of solidarity all of us like saying hey you know all children should have health care yeah. everyone should have health care mm -hmm. uh you, you know so i i just don't think people should worry about going to the doctor and we were talking about before on a covid 19. Mm -hmm. that kind of proved yeah the system systemic problems that we have mm -hmm. everybody's scrambling around with yeah. this pandemic and it's like the the, the it's not our fault. Yeah. And yeah. you know, people say, Oh, I'm going to lose my quality healthcare. But yet what if you're, what if you're skiing and you're out of network and you break your leg, mm -hmm. Yep. you yep. know? So it's like healthcare should be potable. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. We were, we were just in big bear for my birthday two weeks ago. Happy, Happy birthday. Um, thanks. <laughs> and, and one of our friends fell, ate it really bad. Mm. And then he, <laughs> he thought he broke his shoulder Oh no! and we took him to urgent care. And the number one, the first thing that came to his mind was, damn, I wonder if I'm out of the network. Yeah. Like, I wonder how this is going to affect me. Yeah. Am I going to be yeah. able to pay for this? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. Let's just go and see what happens. Yeah. And I'm sure they're going to tell you it's going to cost something before they do something. Yeah. But that's, that's weird that that's the first thing that comes to his head. In an industrialized country, he's yeah. a guy that has a really good job. Mm -hmm. We're just having fun and mm -hmm. accidents happen. Yeah. We don't plan for these things, but they just happen. Um, so that shouldn't be happening in yeah. the richest country in the world and in the richest state yeah. in the nation. Absolutely. And you know, it's, it's ridiculous too, because not, not only are we the richest country on earth, but all of these other countries have figured out how to do this. A lot of them have single payer healthcare systems and not only do they have, you know, uh, systems that are that are universal cover everybody, but they pay like half as much for exactly. healthcare as we do. Mm -hmm. So you know, going back to your other point, what what an amazing uh, opportunity for the labor movement to to notch, uh, you know, to to get another notch, right? To to establish universal healthcare and then use our bargaining power to on the next thing, right? right to fight exactly. for the next thing. Pensions, something else, right? Exactly. Mental health, right now. Yeah, it's like you know, is a big deal, and people are looking at it more. And, and what's exacerbating the mental health crisis, I posted it on, on Twitter, is, is people don't have access 
to healthcare. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, exactly. what what happens if you're 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 battling alcoholism or anxiety or depression? Where do you go? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, it it it's like there's no way out. Yeah. Yeah, and that is, you know, these unions. Everyone is talking about how. Um, Every contract negotiation, it's like so many things are left on the bargaining table because of these skyrocketing healthcare costs that as much as like these negotiators can try to work on getting those costs down, it's like it's going to cost what it's going to cost. And mm-hmm. that price is dictated by <laughs> these trillion dollar insurance companies that serve like literally no purpose other than to deny care to patients so that they can reap <laughs> taxpayer money honestly i mean mm-hmm. like they uh it is it's criminal they're like it doesn't need to exist it only exists because you know someone said i'm going to start a business and just come between you and your doctor and start you know i don't know if you saw their cigna just got called out because they're literally using artificial intelligence to automatically deny patients um Whoa. you know like yep. insurance claims and it's happening like thousands of claims a second are being denied and it's because the insurance companies have figured out that if you if your initial like if you initially deny a procedure or something that their your doctor is prescribing you it, it eventually they're you're just going to wear them down mm-hmm. because the patient becomes so overwhelmed with trying to get through the bureaucracy the mm-hmm. administrative you know nightmare that is um dealing with your insurance company that they're just going to give up and give you their money and um and you know I want to just bring up a story about um one of our founding members of Hollywood for Calcare she's a WGA member she's a writer and she actually spoke on behalf of um the WGA uh, this summer on behalf of the bill SB 799 um, because the WGA got behind that unemployment benefits bill. So mm-hmm. they were, you know, sitting in uh, legislative hearings and Meredith Steam, the WGA president, was speaking on behalf of why unemployment benefits are so important to striking workers and to workers' rights. And um, our member Kayla was, you know, on, speaking on behalf of the WGA and she has a really just devastating um indicting story about our health, uh, health insurance system. Um, she, you know, she shared this before with CNA. She works with CNA as well. She, uh, in 2020, she was, uh, pregnant and she had insurance through her husband's company. She wasn't in the WGA yet. And she went into emergency labor and had to, uh, give a, uh, emergency cesarean section and her, baby unfortunately did not survive. Uh, he was, he was born, uh, he was alive for two days. And during those two days, she was just had gone through uh, a horrendous traumatic medical emergency event. She started getting bills from the hospital and bills from the insurance company and was all of a sudden in the middle of this insurance billing nightmare mm-hmm. while she was suffering through the most devastating loss that you could ever imagine as a person losing your child, um, prematurely. And, uh, yeah, she's still to this day, this was four years ago, three years ago is still dealing with the medical bills that she had through insurance. She, she had insurance. She still ended up having to pay up to like $15,000. So it's like the insurance companies have no reason to exist. They, they will get in your most personal moments and they will still tell you you owe us more money for some arbitrary reason and 
I don't know, they, just, they pollute our lives with their, their bills and their negligence. And uh, I don't know, they're evil. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I wanna actually relate um, what you're talking about with insurance to something that you said, um, which, is, which is the experience of COVID. Yes. Because, you know, during COVID, uh, we, we had this moment where, you know, uh, the pandemic uh, came on. Um, everything shut down and millions of people lost their jobs, right? right. And because we have a, a system in which most people get health insurance through their jobs, they also lost their 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 health insurance. And so um, during COVID, what we actually saw is less people were going to the doctor, going to hospitals for like regular medical care. So even though we were in this pandemic, people were getting, you know, receiving less, seeking and receiving less care. And what happened at the exact same time as a result of this is that every single insurance company posted the, the biggest profits they had ever posted. Mm -hmm. And it's a really important thing that we should we should talk about, because what that means is that the insurance companies did the best when people were not getting care. So at wow. the at the center of our system, the you know the companies that that are supposed to pay for healthcare have this direct in economic incentive to deny people healthcare because they get to keep that money, and that's at the core of how we pay for our healthcare system. Uh, I wonder how many billionaires are in that industry. <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's what it is. It's uh they. They're, when when you're applying for or when you have an accident, the 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 corporation or the um, insurance company's role is to deny you healthcare. Mm -hmm. That's like them winning basically, like cutting labor costs kind of deal. Yeah. Um. So that no, trust me. Like we're super supportive of this Medicare for all, universal healthcare. I know I got politically involved during 2016. I mm -hmm. think a lot of people did yeah. with the Bernie campaign, and he brought to light like Medicare, yeah. like yeah. or or the 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 issue of healthcare. Mm -hmm. And no, a lot of people didn't know what it was, but by him speaking about it, it made it make sense. Like, yeah, why why don't we have health care for us? All the other industrialized countries, isn't that, isn't that they have it? We don't have it. Blah blah blah. And then galvanized the whole country around Bernie. He almost won the primary. I went to Philadelphia for the convention. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So he's making. And then people though, like the media. Like painted it in a dark light, right? They painted mm -hmm. him as the next Castro. He's gonna kill people mm -hmm. down. The, like they, he was like yeah. the worst of the worst. He was a communist and yeah. this and that. But everybody's against this. Not just these corporations, but also like the media and our political system. Mm -hmm. So we're dealing with like Goliath when we're trying to give everybody healthcare, which mm -hmm. the one issue should be like, shouldn't this be a no brainer healthcare? We're not trying to give everybody like an iPhone or a laptop. Mm -hmm. It's like the basic <laughs> necessity in life yeah. to sustain it as healthcare. Yeah. So how do we turn this around though? Like even if we have 88% of Democrats yeah. that support mm -hmm. universal health care. And I think like 60 something percent of Republicans, so mm -hmm. even the Republicans are on board. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how do you still get us to pass this in California? Yeah, that's the that's a trillion dollar question. <laughs> but I mean, I you know, the thing that gives me a lot of hope is the fact that, you know, there is actually quite a bit of, of labor support. You know, you mentioned that that not all unions support it, but almost all of them do. Um, I think the problem is that most of them are in this kind of category of passive support where they support it, but they don't quite see the path yet. So they're not willing to really throw down on it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but we're, that, you know, we're close and, uh, it, you know, we're, we're only a, a catalyzing moment away from, from actually getting that moving. Right. And, you know, there's, I think a lot of reasons to be hopeful in California. We've actually passed single payer twice in the, in the two thousands. Mm. Uh, but then the, the governor vetoed it both times. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so shout out Gavin Newsom. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> shout out to Arnold, right? You're talking yeah. about Arnold. Yeah. Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. So, so we've done it before and, and only, uh, you know, since then the, the democratic majorities in, in the legislature have gotten bigger. Right. So, you know, there, there, there are the elements there. It's just figuring out how we get the dominoes kind of falling to, to actually get it done. Mm. Yeah. And the last time, just to say it, the last time it really made it to a floor vote was it passed the Senate. This was in 2017. So, um, if we can get it to the floor of either of these houses, the assembly it'll start in, we really do feel like we have the numbers this year. We have um, the health committee of the assembly chair and the appropriations committee uh, assembly chair uh, are former CalCare co-authors. So the, that gives us a lot of hope that those that CalCare will get through the committees of the assembly and then get to the floor. And, you know, we have 62 out of 80 assembly seats are Democrats and it only needs 41 votes to pass. So it's on the universal single payer health care is on the California Democratic Party platform. So it's like, we, <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, people are having trouble paying their rent, yeah. paying their bills, mm -hmm. cable, Internet, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. People can't afford to pay for health care right now. There's just too much going on. I mean, think about it. And it just keeps going up. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, are we going to uh, pay our rent or are we going to go to the doctor? Mm -hmm. yeah. That should not, that should not be a choice that someone has to make. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, and I think we touched up on this earlier, but I think universal healthcare will help with union organizing because yeah. it'll help unions. Mm -hmm. um, because the way I look at it is, a worker doesn't have to have that in the back of their head. Like I would go on strike, but yeah, mm -hmm. I have healthcare with this employer. Then mm -hmm. I might lose my healthcare and whatnot. So I can't go on strike right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure like if we had universal healthcare, it'll help with union, union organizing because more workers would take that jump. More workers would go on strike and risk their job yeah. because they know they'll still have healthcare on the back end. Um, I heard that so many times. Um, because I'm a union organizer, so that's what I do is talk to workers. And, and one of the things that we always talk about is going on strike or withholding labor, yeah. or they might risk their job. One of the biggest things that they yep. fear is to risk their jobs, mm -hmm. which means they'll risk their health care. Mm -hmm. and, and then that's so backwards to me, like having health care tied to employment. Um, and also on the negotiating table, the negotiating table, we spend a lot of the time negotiating for health care. Yeah. And then fighting for health care uh, raises mm -hmm. for or um because over here, Cigna or or Kaiser is raising the rates on the back end, so we yeah. have to ask for more. Yeah, uh, they just start. They're telling us that they're going to raise our raise here with IATSE. Yeah, uh, one twenty two Kaiser. Yeah. It's going to raise it around twenty percent. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. So now on the back end, now right. we have to ask yeah. and negotiate for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, our members are going to have to pay out of pocket more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. It, it only makes sense for union organizing. It only makes sense for every person to be covered, mm -hmm. one one way or another. Mm -hmm. But I, I think I think now is the time though to tie it into labor. Yeah. Now is the time to tie it in for like this is good for labor actually because it's not. Hey, I know you some unions hold that chip over mm -hmm. workers' heads, but yeah. 
like you said, you believe that most unions support this. I know Absolutely. my union does. Yeah. We just got to come out and support and sign a letter. Yeah. But if it gets sold in that way, like, hey, unions, this actually is going to help you organize. Yeah. It's going to help you negotiate for better contracts. Mm-hmm. Then, then because labor, we say this on the podcast all the time, labor is hot right now. Everybody's yeah. looking towards labor mm-hmm. because they're doing good. Look at UAW, Sean Fain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's over here getting 30% wage increases mm-hmm. for all of his members, doing like a revolution type of style, yeah. um, revolution t- t- type of style of strike mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. And I, I would check out podcasts and they would cr- criticize him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, why would he do that? Why would he only strike certain plants yeah and then i would say things like well you don't know he's he's probably strategizing his way mm-hmm. into this he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and he was successful yeah so why not listen to people like that and that's why i think the country's looking at labor right now because they're doing good they're good mm-hmm. doing good for their members yeah mm-hmm. so i think something like this tying it into labor is the way to go about yeah about it. also there's just this like mask off happening i think with the ruling class right now where mm-hmm. you while the wga and sag was on strike last year you know, you were seeing these conversations happening through the the trades of Hollywood where they were leaking out these quotes from these, you know, Netflix CEOs basically saying we want them to lose their homes. You know, we were just, you know, uh, freezing them out or Mm -hmm. starving them out. We want them to get so desperate. Like there is just this, the rich have never been richer and the middle class has never been so strapped down by how um, just the cost of living is impossible to maintain Mm -hmm. or or get into the middle class now. And so um, I think you know, I don't want my employer having anything to do with my health care. You know, it's just, it's this, it's like outrageous that we would want them to have anything to do with it um, because it is a weapon. I mean, it's a weapon used by the ruling class against the working class, the poor. Um, It keeps us in jobs that we get mistreated in. I mean, people say they don't leave um, people don't leave abusive relationships because of health care. People don't leave abusive workplaces because of health care. Um, it literally is uh, a weapon used against us. And, and that is, I think, why there is such a, um, a ruling class, you know, force that is keeping health care tied to employment, because it really is like the first domino that I think not to get too radical, but it is like the first domino that could really fall to transform our entire country is mm-hmm. saying that. Uh, and that's why I think Bernie, so many people connected with him where he said, like, this is like the linchpin. This is the thing that if you can change healthcare, if you can tell your boss that you can't own my body, then like the rest will come. Wages will rise. Housing, like we can take everything back if we can take back health care from the most evil people on earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I, I, you kind of touched on it, but how important is social media in all this? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I, you know, I think about it. I, mm-hmm. I, I always see the nurses. Nurses are, and they're, they're all over that. I, mm-hmm. I love watching the, the nurses yeah. on TikTok. And yeah, Instagram. absolutely. That, that, before we had all this, these platforms, TikTok, Instagram, you know, they, mm-hmm. the message was controlled. Mm-hmm. Uh, much more by the billionaires, mm-hmm. uh, by uh, mainstream media. But now you have, you know, the hottest labor podcast in San Diego. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out. So, Self-proclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> but we have these platforms where people can talk about it. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, and our podcast is about solidarity. And, and the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing, kitchen yeah. table economics. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, if people are having trouble paying their rent, people paying their bills, I go, we're all struggling here. We'll add healthcare onto that. Yeah. It's like take that off the table. Exactly. You yeah. know, uh, you know, 
have some ownership at your job, not worry about, you mm -hmm. know, like the, your boss, you're saying, why should my uh, boss actually, uh, you think about it, owning, owning part of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To, I mean, to answer your question, I think social media is a big part of it because ex exactly like you said, but you know, prior to social media, everything was mediated through these, these huge news companies. Right. And part of the promise of social media is that, you know, really anybody can say anything. Right. So there's that, that element of being able to, 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 to jump over this, this traditional gatekeeper. So I think that's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's potentially powerful. And I think that paired with the fact that, you know, like I was saying, everybody understands our healthcare system is, is really messed up. Uh, that is, uh, a, you know, ingredients for something really potent, right? If we can figure out how to put those together, it just catalyze people and really raise their expectations around this. I, you know, I think that we could actually get, get something done. Yeah. The number one reason why people go bankrupt is because medical costs. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. It's yeah. like yeah, catastrophic accident. Yeah. 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 Like, Absolutely. Uh, speaking of that and uh, my friend, uh, we started posting this on social media, but he just had an accident mm -hmm. to, I'm going to say two weeks ago at this point. Yeah. Uh, he got ran over in front of his, in the street. Mm -hmm. uh, he was stopping traffic and the car didn't see him. Yeah. And so he, he broke his spine up here. So he's paralyzed right now from the neck down. Mm -hmm. We've gone to go see him at the hospital. Yeah. But he's so paralyzed sorry. now from the waist, from the neck down. Mm -hmm. um, he's like in critical condition. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been doing surgeries on him. Oh, wow. But I, I know she, I, I've, I've been talking to his wife every day, like texting her, checking yeah. in on them. Mm -hmm. And but I'm thinking on the back end, I'm thinking like, what is this going to cost? Yeah. Uh, like he has good health care right now yeah but what's going to happen afterwards yeah. yeah like who knows if he is going to be paralyzed for the rest of his life mm -hmm. yeah what is that going to cost yeah is he going to have to have a nurse he's going to be mm -hmm. on disability and he just bought a house like yeah. a couple of years ago with kids right so but these are things that come to mind when this these type of things happen is mm -hmm. like damn this is going to cost like over a million dollars easily yeah. if not more yeah his whole life just changed so it shouldn't be something that you have to worry about exactly it's when an accident wasn't your fault like like yeah. chris says covid we didn't anticipate that we didn't ask for it we didn't it just happens yeah so that's why i'm like a staunch supporter of medicare for all or yes. care that's why i was a staunch supporter for bernie sanders yeah. because it to me it makes sense i'm like wait all these people don't have health care i get it mm -hmm. that if you're in the union you probably have health care mm -hmm. But only 10% of America is unionized. Yeah. Right. What about the 90% that's not unionized? Right, right. And even if you're in the union, doesn't mean you have health care. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like super like on it. And But we have our own platform. We have yeah. our own handles. And we can talk about these things and try to influence people on yeah. it. Because we can. We don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, <laughs> well, you think about it. It's like me mental me right now in social media. I see like elected officials blaming social media for yeah. mental health problems. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, the reason we have mental health problem yeah. is people don't have access to health care. Yeah. People – and but it, it's interesting. I think they fear what they can't control, mm -hmm. the platforms. Yeah. They can't control organizing monsters. They can't control your union brother. Yeah. They can't control, <laughs> you know. So we we want to get the word out because yeah. it, it's important that people understand it will save you money. Mm -hmm. And are you, are you struggling right now with bills? I mean, seriously. Yeah. And just that any one of us could get hit by a car tomorrow. It's yeah. like they're the people try to convince you that there's some sort of pull yourself up by your bootstraps aspect of healthcare. And it's just so not true. It's like you could be born with uh, HIV. Like you could be born with cancer. Like mm -hmm. 
there is literally no right or wrong or a hand of God, you know, deeming one person is worthy of good health over mm-hmm. someone else. It's like any one of us could end up in the hospital facing billion, not billions, but millions of dollars worth of uh, medical bills. And uh, it just that is the aspect of like you have to care about someone like the mm-hmm. other people in mm-hmm. the state. You have to care about your fellow Americans. And that can be really hard to get, convince people to do because a lot of people uh, don't care about things until it happens to them, unfortunately. Right. Like that, I think, is definitely uh, something that happens on, uh, I don't know, in some communities, which is very unfortunate. But um, luckily, you know, we have nurses. It's like no one knows better than a nurse about caring for others um, mm-hmm. and just the the gift that it is to <laughs> to take care of someone else's life and to fight for their right to, to live through a diagnosis mm-hmm. um, and to not lose their homes over it. And, and just one last statistic, you know, it just came out like a few weeks ago that now officially over 50% of medical debt holders in the U.S. have health insurance. So it's Whoa. like, it's not just people without health insurance getting hit by a bus and ha- being hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. It's people who have, who are paying copays, who are paying premiums and have deductibles and their, their insurance companies are just denying things that they need or, um, just, yeah, not covering, not fully covering the care that they need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do think that people support this no matter, people support it. I said it, 88% yeah. of, uh, yeah. Dems and 60 something Republicans, mm-hmm. percent of Republicans support it. Yeah. Bernie almost won the primary and the damn party mm-hmm. and that was eight years ago i don't even know how many years at this point but it yeah. was a while ago and he ran mainly on medicare for all and he supports it so it's not the people i think at this point i think it's yeah. the people on top yeah right. it's, a, it's the people that call the shots yeah but i think they're starting to i think this is the time like you in your yep. email you sent yep. me you're like this is the time to pass this yeah i think it is if there's any other time now is the time to pass this because of all the strikes have been going on yep. all the spotlighting of our messed up system yep. that we have everybody's starting to realize like no the system is super rigged against us yep. and we don't need all these wars like we can pay for all these wars for Forever, mm-hmm. but we can't pay for healthcare for the people that live here in the U.S. Yeah. So, um, definitely. Do you have anything else, Chris? I was going to say, those are all the questions that I had. Do you all have any last things that you want to throw in there, or how do we support, or what's the next plan to get this passed? Yeah, yeah. I'll just say, um, you know, now is a really, really exciting time uh, in in this movement because we are just preparing to uh, introduce CalCare into the to the state assembly. Uh, it's going to happen in just a few weeks, um, probably the first week of February. So um, things are really, really starting to heat up. Um, probably the easiest way for folks to get involved would be to just sign our petition, calcarepetition.org. Uh, um, from there, you'll be on the, the campaign email list. And we have tons of ways to uh, to take action. For those uh, those of you who are in labor, there's, um, you know, resolutions you can pass in, in your union. Uh, you can uh, do organizing in your, in your district. Uh, we'll do presentations to your union. Um, we have legislative visits with um, the members of the legislature. Uh, we, we're doing tons of different organizing, and, and now it's really kind of heating up. So, so now is a, a great time to get, get involved. Awesome. Awesome. I always say in the labor movement, we don't allow the billionaires or millionaires to dictate our wages, our benefits, or our working conditions. Mm-hmm. We deserve a say in the decision-making process, and I think that's exactly what CalCare is. So that's it. Yeah. And just um, to uh, reiterate that there is actually a precedent of support across the Hollywood unions for CalCare uh, and single payer federally. Um, IATSE has been a uh, sponsoring, endorsing org on uh, Pramila Jayapal's 
uh, federal Medicare for All bills of 2019, 2021, and 2023. Um, so that's the federal bill. But then also uh, IATSE locals 44 in Los Angeles, uh, 44, which is like set deck, um, 871, which is coordinators, script supervisors, um, and 892 slash 829 are the customers. Uh, all of those IATSE locals endorsed and were part of a Labor United for uh Universal Healthcare Coalition for the 2017 bill, SB 562. Um, there also is uh, Actors' Equity, which is more, I think, based in New York, but they are a proud supporter of the federal Medicare for All bills as well. And um, right now we're kind of focusing our efforts on the WGA because, you know, we did see, you know, that's kind of my – we have a lot of members in the WGA um, in Hollywood for CalCare, and we just saw that their strategy of, like – hardcore pro-worker messaging is really what was able to win them so many gains last year. And we uh, we have about like 70 petition signatures of WJ members. We're going to be presenting the WJ board of directors with our petition um, and just collecting petition signatures and uh, testimonials. We have all these WJ members, people who are literally like, I won a WJ award in 2023. And because of the strikes, got kicked off my WJ uh, insurance, and I'm on Medi-Cal now, and I can't get the care that I need from, you know, all these issues that I have. So, you know, uh, that's the effort that we're really focusing on the next couple months is trying to get the WGA to uh, to endorse CalCare. And, yeah, just hoping to get um, these unions not just to endorse and become, you know, uh, another organization on CNA's 100-plus, you know, organization supporting list, but to really be out in the field, in the in your workplaces, and even going to the legislature and, and speaking with the California Nurses Association on behalf of their unions and their members, um, just being vocal and supportive and coalition building is what we're really trying to continue this year. Thanks. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right, everybody. Well, that's another episode of Union or Bust. Thank you for watching, and uh, please support support um, Hollywood for CalCare, and um, and we'll drop the link. All right. Thank All you. Right. Thank you so Thanks much for having us. us. Um, All right.